Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, episode 28. A great mystery may soon be solved. Wendell the Wombat has been obsessed with a ticking sound coming from the repository, a ticking sound that only he seems to be able to hear. But before Madame Schmoopy, the owner of the repository, will tell him what that ticking is, she wants chocolate. And to get that chocolate, the party has arranged to stage a beatdown on a formidable local tavern owner, Don Goose. In the meantime, earthquakes have been happening on Crow Island since the party arrived, and they've been increasing in frequency and intensity. Word is these earthquakes always get worse until someone kills the monsters that live in the abandoned mines. Those monsters are said to irritate the island. Well, just over a week ago, a group of three adventurers were tasked by Mayor Scout Schellenberg with killing monsters, and one of them has just returned to great fanfare in the town square. Scout Schellenberg is in the gazebo, and standing next to him is a bruised and bandaged Alphonse Derpeder. Mm. His companions are nowhere to be seen. Scout proclaims, It is with great reverence that I proclaim the latest mission to destroy the monsters in the mines has been successful. And cheers erupt from most of the people in the audience. He stabbed me, so I don't know. I I feel weird about it. I'm glad for the town, but... eh. Scout continues, But this victory has come at a grave cost. We recognize the selfless sacrifice made by Glorion Gloryseeker and Nikita Blade. They gave their lives to save ours. Everybody give me an insight check. Five. Oh, are you kidding me? Five. Fourteen. Sixteen. Wendell, your eyes gaze upon Batima, and she looks at you, and she sees you, and she does a little wave, and she gives you a little wink. Bunny, you lock eyes with who? I look over at Don Goose, and I give him the nod, like, we still on for tonight? Yeah, he gives you a knowing nod back. Yes, you are still on for tonight. Silbeth, who are you looking at? I am looking at Derpaderp. You see that Derpader, he's wounded. He looks impatient. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. He looks traumatized and, uh, you know, he's grimacing a little bit. Who are you looking at, Clubhead? I'm looking at Celine. Celine Whiteheath. Every time you've seen her, she looks stoic mm-hmm. and cold. And she is looking at Alphonse Derpeder. She does the little finger thing, like, come to me. What is that called? Come hither with the finger when you curl it? Yeah. Yeah. She does that. Scout continues. On behalf of a grateful community, we grant Alphonse Derpeder the benefits of his selfless act. Mm. And he hands Alphonse a scroll. Alphonse immediately grabs the scroll, turns, and walks briskly away, leaving the gazebo while the little band plays a lively tune and people cheer. Don Goose bellows, Hey, baby, first round of drinks on me at the Greasy Lizard. And then he walks back in that direction. What do you guys do? Before I go to the uh, Don Goose's spot, I go over to uh, Zark and I say, I point towards the bush, like right outside, because you know he wanted to see. I'll meet you in that bush in about five hours. Ooh, I should see you, my friend. Yeah, I I hope you got insurance for no reason at all, but we'll see you in five hours. (laughs) 
What's the name of the guy that was uh, giving out the award? Uh, that is Scout Schellenberg, the mayor. Wendell's going to go up and talk to Scout Schellenberg about this amulet. Okay. I, I think Clubhead's going to try to follow Celine and uh, see if she talks to Derpader and see if he can overhear any of what they say. I'm doing the same thing, except... I'm following Derpader. Are you being stealthy about it, either Clubhead or Silva? Yes. Hell yeah. Y'all got this. All right, stealth it up, y'all. I'm going to use guidance on myself. Good thing I did, because I only rolled a 10 plus 2, 12. So, Silbeth, you're following Alphonse Derpader. You're able to stay behind other people and, you know, walk far enough behind him that he does not notice that he's being followed, or at least you don't think he does. All right. And Clubhead, you make your way over closer to Celine Whiteheath. Um, you're not sure if she saw you or not. I'm normally much better at this. What's wrong with me? <laughs> While you're following them, they are approaching one another, you notice. In fact, he's making a beeline for Celine Whiteheath. Are you going to get close enough so you can hear the interaction? Yes. She does turn and sees Clubhead standing there. Oh. Boy. But then she turns to Alphonse as if she doesn't care that you're standing right there and listening to her. Okay. And she says to Alphonse... Mr. Cortan is prepared to pay you 2,500 gold for your property and arrange transport for you back to the mainland. Alphonse hands her the scroll, nods his head, and walks off toward the greasy lizard. Meanwhile, Wendell, you approach Scout Schellenberg. What do you say to him? Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> oh, yes, Wendell, hello. Hi, I found <laughs> something and I need you to look at it. Take out the pristine amulet. His tail whips back and forth a bit. Oh, did I not uh, already identify one of those for you? It is, it's the same as the other one? Yes, it's identical, except this one appears to be newer. Yeah, this one's in really good shape. It's an Alliance of the Righteous Light amulet? Yes, that's, that's right. He looks around as if he doesn't want anyone else to hear you say that. That is what that is. Where did you find it? We found it underneath the uh, shack of Solarian Ravensmead. Wait, you... He seems to have disappeared, or at least he's not living in the same cabin that he used to. Wait, you, you went digging around under the shack of Solarian Ravensmead? Yeah, we needed to talk to him, and uh, I was checking underneath his cabin to see if he was there. That may not have been a wise choice on your part. I would uh, recommend you not alert him to the fact that you did that. Oh, we left him a note and told him where to find us. That's not advisable. <laughs> we took all of his gold. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> Are you what? Yeah, just for safekeeping, because we really need to talk to him. You took all of his gold? We won't spend much of it. This was very foolish. Solaren Ravens means not to be trifled with. Oh, why is that? He is not uh, very friendly. And he is very powerful, and everyone in the town respects his privacy, except apparently for you four, who have robbed him and left him a note telling him you did it. But I don't, I think he might not be okay. He might be in trouble because he hasn't been home for weeks. You fool! He's fine. Raven's meat is always fine. I advise that w when he does come looking for you, and he will, that you play your cards a little bit less... Uh, arrogantly? Uh, okay. Well, uh, we'll just try to be nice to him. 
That would be a good way to approach this situation. <laughs> lest it get out of hand. Yes. I'll bring lots of beer. <laughs> I don't think... <sighs> All right. Well, have you guys done anything about the dogs yet? Oh, the dogs. No, we were afraid that if we just went around randomly killing dogs that everyone would get angry at us. Yes, that is... That's why a different solution must be found. I thought you were going to work on this. Oh, yes. <sighs> uh, we'll get right to work on the dog solution. <laughs> I don't have time to hold your hands while I have a town to run. Oh, his tail is swishing violently back and forth. This kitty cat is pissed. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, uh, here, have a snack. <laughs> what? What is this? Uh, it's um, some leftover pie. Where did? What? What? Where did you get pie? <laughs> well, where do you think I got pie? I don't know. You're robbing people. I don't know if you stole it from someone. No, I don't this isn't eat. robbed pie. This is legitimate pie. I'm not eating me. pie. You gave me that muffin earlier, and it was okay. But I don't eat muffins either. I was just being nice to you. Okay. Okay. It seems seems like you're in a bad mood. I'm gonna leave you alone. A, I'm not in a bad mood. You just agitated me. Is that's your fault? I woke up. Hey, Scout. Long time no see. What's going on? Why are you so? What's what? What's got the like the hair on your fur? Are you drunk? <laughs> yes, dude. I am smacked. I was crying in the forest. It was a big moment for me. I realized self acceptance is more important than parental acceptance. It's look, great. Look, I need to explain this to you, and I need you to tell all of your friends. He looks around. I don't know where they went, but you need to keep a low profile here in Merchant Harbor. I don't want any more trouble. Do you understand me? We're trouble? I am offended. When you had mushrooms attacking your home, who brought a monstrous construct to save you? And this is what you do to me? This close to my birthday? I cannot oh, tolerate man. this outburst any longer. I must get back to my tower and sit in the tower and soak up... Uh, I got to eat some cat... Go away. I must be gone. And he rushes past you as he runs back to... His tower. He's not really a cat, is he? He's more of a crab. He's a prickly old dude. He's usually so nice. I'm, I'm gonna go drink it off. <laughs> you wanna come? <laughs> what are Clubhead and Silbeth doing during this? Well, we just witnessed uh, Celine Whiteheath. Is that her name? Yeah. We just witnessed Celine Whiteheath uh, basically say that a land called Tan is like paying this guy for something. Yeah. And that he's gonna be on the next boat out of here. Yeah. In the morning, and then he handed her a scroll of some kind. Do we know what that scroll is? It was the scroll that Mayor Scout Schellenberg gave him as it sounded like his reward for doing what he did. Interesting. Huh. So, wow. I noticed that Clubhead was also tagging along, right? Yeah, you sort of came at it from two different directions. Clubhead, uh, I I think we should follow Derpader uh, and see what's going on. I think we should have a conversation. Yeah, I agree. I don't like what's going on. It's very fishy. Yeah. About that same time you hear Scout Schellenberg yelling at Wendell and Bunny, <laughs> and then he he quickly leaves uh, them behind as he heads back to his tower, the huh? archives. Mm. I wonder what that was all about. 
And Wendell and Bunny, you guys are headed to the Greasy Lizard, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And that's where Alphonse Derpender is going, too. I'm going to get stabbed again. (laughs) (laughs) Quite possible. Quite possible. So you guys go into the Greasy Lizard, and because Don Goose announced that the first round of drinks was on him, the place is packed. Nice. Nice. Nipple Clamp Jackson's running around holding, like, five mugs with its tentacles. Oh, Don, it's so busy in here. We're gonna we're gonna make a lot of money tonight, Don. I can feel it in my tentacles. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, we're gonna do all right. Yeah, hey, hey, remember what I told you, Nipple Clamp? Nipple Clamp looks at Don. Oh, yeah, Don, I'm not gonna cause no disturbances. All right, baby. All right, what do you guys do? Do we see Alphonse? Yeah, he has already taken a seat, and uh, he's waiting for a drink. I'm going to go up next to him and say, is this seat here taken? Okay, while you're doing that, what are Wendell, Clubhead, and Bunny doing? I'm going to tell these two guys what we saw, so they're in on the loop. Got it. If I remember, because we talked to Scout about what happens for the people who come back, that piece of paper... It gives them, like, they can get, like, a uh, some property. It's pretty much, like, one wish given, if I remember you saying correctly, right? Yeah, from what you understand, yeah, some of the people that have businesses here uh, got the businesses because they did that. Yeah, so I, I just want to relate that to Clubhead. So that's what I know about it. And Alain is stacking those up? Yeah, Alain Coltan is paying people for their rewards. And then maybe that's how he's gaining control over so much of the island. Huh. That makes a lot of sense. That devil. Hmm. If the mayor wasn't in such a bad mood, I'd tell him. But this will make him happy after what's about to happen shortly at this bar. (laughs) We're gonna... (laughs) I'm gonna go and get a drink and steal myself for (laughs) this, this moment, yeah. All right, so uh, Bunny gets a drink. What's uh, what's everybody else doing? Well, first of all, actually, I'm going to look and see if Batima is in here having a drink. She is not, unfortunately. Ah, okay. Silbeth, you approach Alphonse Derpender. What do you say to him? I say, uh, excuse me, is this seat next to you taken? Uh, no, just, what, what do you want? My friends and I have taken an interest in the welfare of, of this island, and we overheard you, you talking to... Uh, uh, what's the what's the character's name? Celine Whiteheath. Have I met her yet? She was the one who got us off the boat that we all like had oh, the yeah, that's right. when they were doing checks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I overheard the conversation between you and Celine Whiteheath. Wait a minute, you were you were spying on me? Well, I I followed you because I I wanted to ask you what happens to all these adventurers, and then I overheard the conversation. Give me a persuasion check. Six? No. (laughs) Uh, We went into the mines, Glorion and Nikita died. I didn't. What more do you need to know? Well, what what, what happens down there? What do you encounter? Uh, Come on, I've had a really rough couple of days here. I I just want a drink. Well, can can I buy you an extra one? Sure, I don't care. I I motioned to the bartender. What's Wendell doing during this? Just kind of scanning the whole room to see if anything of interest is going on. Okay, give me a perception check. While he's doing that, can I see Silbeth talking to Alphonse from the bar? You can. You got your drink, by the way. You drink it? You you know I do. This is a very light mead, so uh, maybe you've learned your lesson and you're not ordering as strong of uh, alcohol. (laughs) No more more extreme booze (laughs) in my future. Wendell only got a six on perception. Okay. 
The place is packed and you're a little short, so uh, really all you see is just people's butts. <laughs> Clubhead's going to go up to Derpadur as well. Yeah, I'm going to join him. Yeah, I was going to head over there after getting another couple of drinks myself. All right. He looks up and he sees the entirety of your party converging on his table. <sighs> you guys, come on. I, I've had a rough time, man. I, what do you need? I slap my hand on his shoulder and I say, Why are you making deals with the land called Tan, bud? That feels like an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have an intimidation check. How many is inspiration? Because I'm bad at this. Oh, only a 10. <laughs> what else am I going to do? What, am I going to open up business in Merchant Harbor? <laughs> No, I want the money. I got. I want to go home. I want to get the hell out of here. I understand, man. Look, I know we had bad vibes, and by bad vibes, I mean you, you, you stabbed me, dude. You stabbed, you stabbed me. You stabbed me. You started it. You started the fight. All I did was try to apologize to my friend puking on you, and then you stabbed me. That is not a fair escalation, sir. What the hell is wrong with you? You started it. Ooh, did ya? And I want to do an intimidation check. Yeah, huh? Tell the truth. Okay. <laughs> ah, 22! Oh! Alphonse seems to feel like things are escalating, and you can tell he's been through the ringer. He is in no mood to fight four people now. <laughs> Just stop it, okay? You want to know what happened in the mines? I'll, I'll tell you. We didn't have to go very deep into the mines to find what we were looking for. Monsters. There were a couple of trolls. I got banged up really bad. Then Nikita hit him with some oil and lit him up, and I, I thought that was it. But when I wanted to leave, come back to Merchant Harbor, job is done, Glorion said it seemed too easy, and uh, he and Nikita voted me down. We continued deeper into the mines. I was hurt. I was lagging behind the others, but then I heard Nikita shout. By the time I made it to them, they were already dead. That thing that got them wasn't. I finished that thing off, and then I left. You're saying thing? What? What thing? It, it was like a busted up statue covered in scraps of flesh. And then he looks at Clubhead. He looks you up and down, and he sneers. And holding it all together was clumps of fungus. There's a surprised Pikachu look on Clubhead's face. <laughs> <laughs> it was missing its legs because Nikita and Glorion did a number on it, but it was still alive. It was crawling at me, growling-like. I brought my hammer down on it, and that was that. Do you, do you think it's those things that are causing these earthquakes? No, I don't. I don't know what's causing the earthquakes, but I don't think it's the monsters. It wasn't the trolls. It wasn't whatever that thing was. I don't know, but apparently now the the earthquakes will stop at least for a while. Huh. Yeah, I'm. I, I just slowly look at Club and like, how big is your mushroom network? <laughs> like, can you communicate with your mushrooms from back across home? Uh, no. I, well, I mean. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, Clubhead. Clubhead's not U.S. cellular. He's not Verizon. He's more like. A... <laughs> He's like Mint Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on expanding my 5G radius. Up. So there's more. There's a lot more going on here than we know, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I certainly want to go down there now and 
and see what all the, the fuss is about. Look, guys, I don't know what to tell you. I got what I came here for. Everyone here can rot for all I care. Hey, listen, we're probably going to be going down there ourselves. Uh, can you give us some advice on, on fighting trolls and these other things? Yeah, fire. Uh, the trolls, they, they regenerate. So you gotta hit him with fire. Okay. Didn't you kill everything down there? So, so it should be safe now, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe they respawn after you leave? Hey, have you heard of the Society of Dirty Badges that we found on skeletons that one time? <laughs> Wait, what's the name? I pointed the sigil that um, Wendell's carrying. Do you recognize this at all? Is, is Wendell carrying it or is he wearing it? Yeah, just carrying it. It's this, the... Uh, the Alliance of the Righteous Light Amulet. Uh, I've never seen that before. Hmm. What the deal was that we took with Scout Schellenberg was go down to the mines, kill some monsters, get out of the mines if you can. Come back to Merchant Harbor, we give you a deed to a property. That's it. Scout is suspicious the more and more we find out about it. So he didn't even, like, have a plan for you. No, that was the plan. Go down there, kill some monsters, get a get a reward. I mean, pretty simple. True, sure. Sorry. Then someone buys the land off you? Well, I'm not going to (laughs) stay. Yeah, I need money. Yeah, I sold it. When did Celine Whiteheath come to you with that offer? I I met uh, Glorion and Nikita on the ship on the way over here, and we, we were all headed in the same direction, so we just decided we would join forces and do it together. And then when we got here... Uh, we were talking, and I guess somebody overheard us, and it was maybe a day later that Celine came to us and said, uh, my benefactor, Alain Coltan, would like to propose that he purchase your property should you make it out of the mines. How long have you been adventuring? Like, you know, how how powerful are, are you in your, your party? I wasn't powerful enough to make it as far as I did without help. Uh, for that, I owe Glorion and Nikita better than I gave them, but I don't know. They didn't seem to be terribly worried about dying, which is strange. Yeah, like I said, I just met them. I didn't know them that well. I think they were somewhere else in town. What would a person in this world ask another adventurer to find out what level they are? On a scale of 1 to 20, how powerful <laughs> are you? <laughs> I'm a solid 7, I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> So, uh, are we done here? Can I just drink in peace? You know what? Yeah. The beef is over, bro. No hard feelings, big guy. You've been super helpful. Have a good, uh, trip home tomorrow on the ship. May the gods be friendly. All right. So, uh, the evening passes with you guys. Uh, are you guys going to abstain from drinking, or are you going to try to drink a few, or? I'm going to abstain. I think I have to sell it by being drunk, because otherwise they've seen us be amicable. Uh, I think by this point, yeah, you can kind of make the decision to drink things that aren't going to result in constitution saving throws and possible dangerous outcomes. So you can do that and uh, you just enjoy your time here at the Greasy Lizard. As the clock approaches midnight, what do you do? Can I ask uh, one of the gang can to go check and see if Nark is outside in the Ozark? is in the bush, because this is all about him seeing it. <laughs> hey, go check. 
go check and see if the dude's out there. Because I'm about to punch him. We hit him in his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I'm sober. I'll go find him. Yeah. You go outside, Clubhead, and uh, you look around. Give me a perception check. Okay. Not natural 20. Sheesh. Okay. Well, uh, Zark Coppertop is so excited to witness the events about to transpire that he is hiding in a bush, but he's trembling and the whole bush is uh, shaking. He rolled a two on his stealth check for a total of eight. Uh, he's not doing well. Uh, but you do notice some other things outside too. Sort of the, the area where you presume this throwdown is gonna happen. There's two empty oak barrels in the alley next to the tavern. One of them is heaped with refuse. There's a long wooden bench and there's a hitching post with a lone donkey tied up to it. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering if uh, you're implying I should MacGyver something out of this donkey. And well, I mean, I, not, when the fight goes down, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to have somebody, one of you, have an idea of what is in that area. You know, you could duct tape the donkey to the bench, though. <laughs> <laughs> Duct tape the donkey to the bench. Okay, is the donkey large enough that I can ride it? Oh yeah, it's a it's a donkey. Okay, is it a dire donkey? <laughs> no, it's just a regular donkey. So do you go back in and explain all of this to the to the gang? Yep, and I'll also tell uh, Zark Coppertop. I'll tell him like, oh, be ready, buddy. It's gonna happen. You're gonna get your chocolates with. Oh, I have the chocolate in my pocket for you. It's awaiting. <laughs> Don't let it melt. Oh, oh dear God, it could be melty. Oh, uh, I'll be, I'll be careful. Good, good, okay. And then, uh, yeah, I'll go back in and tell everybody about the donkey and the, the barrels. So uh, it's getting to be midnight. You catch Don Goose's eye, Bunny, and uh, he nods at you, like it's time for you to do something. I say, it's like you know what. Then I, I scream so the whole bar you have to like the hush come over it. Hey Goose, come here! Everybody give me an insight check. Six. Eight. Fourteen. Twenty-one. Okay, uh, so Clubhead, you notice a look on Don Goose's face that says, you're going a little too hard, Bunny. Mm. Hey, is there a problem over here, baby? And he walks over to you. Hey pal, you let this this guy who stabbed me in here, you're supposed to be my friend. And then I like poke him in the chest. It's like, is this what you call friendship? Is this what you call being a stand-up guy goose? I don't tolerate nobody touching me. And that means you too. You got it, bunny? Yeah, I got it. And then I slowly just spin my finger in the air and boop his nose. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have you two roll initiative here. I rolled an 18, but I didn't click it. Okay, he got a five. <laughs> you get the drop on him. You boop him in the nose, and then what? I say, let's take this outside, and then I try to shove him out. I'm assuming there's a back door in my head of, like, we can go into the back alley. All right, so you're closer to the front, and that that's, you know, it, was, it wasn't really discussed a whole lot which direction you were going to go with this, but you can shove him, try to shove him out the front door. Oh, okay. Well, you'd be doing a shove, so it would technically be an, an athletics check. Yeah, get out of here. A big seven. All right. A big seven. Apparently, Bunny wasn't faking being drunk. Uh, he's at least a little tipsy, and as you <laughs> go to shove Don Goose, mm -hmm. your hands just glide uh, off of his chest as he turns sideways slightly. Oh, boy. And then... He tries to grab you. Oh no. To grapple you. 
he gets a 14. You can roll acrobatics or athletics to try to avoid. Uh, we're going to do acrobatics. Don't fail me now. And it failed me so hard. Oh, my God. He grabs a hold of you by your... What are you wearing? What is Bunny's costume these days? Oh, it's been pretty tatted, so I'll have to update it. But, like, I still got, like, the, like, cut wound from previously. All my friends okay. is all suited up. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're wearing like that that light blue uh, tracksuit sort of thing. Uh huh. It's all shredded. He just grabs a hold of you like by the flesh of your body. <laughs> oh boy. And then he has his second attack, which is a shove. A natural twenty. Oh, Holy shit! I go through the building. <laughs> you go through the closed door of the front of the greasy lizard. Oh, and uh, you go flying back into the street. He wasn't like trying to knock you prone or anything. So sure. you you stumble out, break the door on your way out, uh, but you're on your feet <laughs> in the streets. Awesome. Everybody else roll initiative now. We'll add you to the turn order here. He's going to whoop my ass so bad. <laughs> God. <laughs> 18.13 All right, back up at the top of the turn order That would be ice cold slab monsoon As you are scooting back into the street uh, Regaining your uh, sense of balance Don Goose comes bursting out of the broken front door of his tavern Oh, it's time to do this, baby I've been waiting my whole life to take down a dragonborn To show you I'm number one (laughs) I'm the champ I'm the champ. And then I pull out my club, uh, my club seat right away. Okay. And I'm gonna just try to hit him in the gut with it. Ugh. A 16 is a hit. Yes. That's right. Now you're the Don Chump. And then I whack him straight in the tummy with it. All right. You hit him in the tummy, and uh, you can feel like, oh, geez, that has a lot of muscle in there. <laughs> Doesn't seem to affect him a whole lot. Any bonus actions or movements? No, I want to stay pretty much right there because I'm going to go for a grapple next. Okay. You going to juice yourself up with anything? Actually, you know what? Yeah, because if I don't, I'm already down five hit points. (sighs) I slap myself in the face to sober up. (sighs) What's going to be cool? (laughs) What's going to be cool? And then I'm going to use the defensive uh, ice gold point. Thank you. All right. Silbeth Forest, you are next. I still think this whole thing is pretty stupid, and so at the moment I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit on my stool and watch. <laughs> You're close enough to the front door that you can see out into the street. You can see what's going on. Good. That's your turn. Yep. Clubhead is next. Is uh, Zark Coppertop able to see from where he's at? Oh, he has a perfect eye line. He's only like 10 feet away from the action in the street now. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, great. Uh, Clubhead will uh, run out. And be like, hey, buddy, you need help taking this guy down? Oh, hell yeah! You're going down a peg, Don. And then, I don't know, I'll cast Hold Person on him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a little unfamiliar with Hold Person, so you're going to have to help me out with that a little bit. Sure. Uh, well, Don Goose has to make a wisdom saving throw. He gets an 11. That is a fail. <laughs> he is paralyzed. He is paralyzed. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Clubhead? Uh, I think that's enough. All right. Wendell the Wombat. All right. Uh, Wendell is going to become Bunny's hype wombat and dance around where they're fighting and just go whoop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. I think that that has some effect. Uh, It brings brings people out of other buildings. People hear this going on and then they hear a whoop, whoop, whoop. And so people have started to gather around in a large circle watching this amazing fight. 
happen. Anything else? Um, that's it for now, yeah. See, this is why I didn't join in, because I knew they would just screw everything up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don Goose, now paralyzed, can do nothing as he just stands there. Yes, let's go! And the look in his eye is not one of uh, happiness. <laughs> and at the end of his turn, he makes another, tries to make another wisdom saving throw and fails. <laughs> he got a seven. All right, it's ice cold time. I, I realize I'm like, he should be moving. I'm like, great job, Clubhead. And now I want to tell everybody here, he walks around like the biggest, baddest brother in Crow Island. But right in this moment, I got him scared to move. And I walk up a little in his face. I'm like, if you the baddest done, hit me right now. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. And since he's like frozen, if I hit him, he'll pretty much go prone, right? Yeah, like, it's bad. It's bad for him. Maybe you could just like tap him and knock him over. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of wrap this up, you know? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm planning. Cause, because like, I don't want to hurt the goose. Yeah. <laughs> This is it for you, Goose. You're, it's cooked. And then I just boop him on the nose and hopefully it falls over. Game over and I flick him on his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, a dust cloud. Uh, as his huge body slams into the ground. <laughs> you hear a sound come from the shrub. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he is very excited. All right. Is that all of Bunny's turn? That's it. And you've had enough, and then I've turned to, like, walk away. Yeah. All right. Silbeth, it is your turn. Uh, before you, you have your turn, you do notice that Nipple Clamp Jackson, this flump, whom I don't believe you've met before or seen before. I don't believe so. So it's like a floating uh, pillow slash jellyfish. Uh, it's sort of grayish in color with these uh, janky tentacles hanging down. And uh, it's wringing two of its tentacles together, and it's watching, and it seems to be quite upset. Oh, dear Don Goose! Oh, I told you this was a bad idea, Don! What do you do, Silbeth? I, w- I walk over to it. <laughs> right, it. It is right next to you, so all you have to do is turn it. I, I say, don't worry, we're, n- we're not really going to hurt him. It looks at you. Oh, I know, but I told Don Goose that it was a bad idea. And look, Don is out there laying on the ground. <laughs> oh. Don't worry. He, he gets his chance to, to, to beat our boy back up uh, later. I don't look forward to that either. This is not going to sit well. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I can tell you're agitated, and I, I try to find a place that might be like a person's back or shoulders and I just I just rub it a little bit <laughs> I say it'll be okay okay you gently caress nipple clamp Jackson on your turn and uh, it does seem to help a little bit it does seem to help uh, anything else for Silbeth that's it alright clubhead I, I give uh, Bunny a high five <laughs> and I say wow looks like you didn't need any help after all <laughs> Anything else for Clubhead? Nah. Wendell the Wombat, you're up. Wendell climbs on top of Bunny's shoulders and and just goes, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and like waves his hat around in the air like, you know, winner. The audience cheers and they start chanting, ice cold, ice cold, ice cold. <laughs> you do love me, I do it. And then I say, 
Uh, I whisper in the window's ear, hey, go grab the chocolate. Okay, yeah, I'll hop down and I'll head over to uh, the bush. All right, you head over to the shrub to uh, acquire the chocolate from the satisfied goblin. And that is when Don Goose attempts to make another constitution saving throw, a wisdom saving throw. Mm. And he fails again. Jesus. Oh, no. Let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) Ice cold. It is your go. I look at him one more time and say, you're not even worth the sweat. I'm going home. Silbeth, it's uh, her turn. You see Bunny start to head off. Uh, Looks like Wendell's going to uh, get the chocolate and uh, people are leaving. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just kind of head where the party's going. All right, Clubhead, you doing the same thing? Uh, Yep, and uh, as soon as I... Make sure we're all like away from done a little bit. I will drop concentration on hold person. All right. So as you do that, Wendell is acquiring the chocolate from a very happy goblin. The goblin dashes back across the street as he, he hands you the chocolate. He sees that Don Goose is starting to move. He <laughs> dashes as fast as he can to get back to the gilded cane, lest uh, an angry Don Goose see something he can murder. <laughs> Don Goose stands up, and he sees you all walking away, and he says, Hey, Bunny. Yes, what's up? When it's my turn, I ain't gonna go easy on you. (laughs) And then he points at Clubhead. And I especially ain't gonna go easy on you. (laughs) And then he turns and walks back through the broken doors of the Greasy Lizard. So uh, it is midnight. It is very late in the evening. I presume to know what Wendell's going to do. Is everybody else going to go back to the Gilded Cane to get some rest? Yeah. Yeah, it's time to rest. Yeah, I'm going to sleep off this drinking. Yeah. All right. So, Wendell, you head to the repository to deliver the chocolate to Madame Schmoopy. Uh, but Clubhead and Bunny and Silbeth, you all go back and uh, get some rest. So we will bid you guys adieu until our next session. Okay. Good luck, Wendell. Yeah. (laughs) Peace. Bye. Bye. All right, Wendell, what do you do? It's time to find the source of the ticking. Wendell hightails it over to the schmoop. Okay, you get to the repository, doors closed. Any lights on? Uh, Yeah, there's, you know, the usual lights that would be on at midnight. Very dim uh, light coming from uh, a thickly curtained window. Okay, Wendell walks up to the door and knocks and says... Hello, Wombat with chocolate. A few moments pass, and the door swings open. In front of you stands an older woman. Maybe she's in her 70s. She has long white hair pulled back into a tight braid. She's wearing a beautiful floral caftan, a flowing gown. She says to you, I'm impressed with your ingenuity. Please, won't you come in? Yes, Thank you, Madame Schmoopy. You enter the repository, and for the first time, you get a really good look inside. The aroma in the air is that of incense and uh, mysterious herbs and uh, aromas that you've never really smelled before. A bit floral, a bit spicy, a smoky aroma. It seems very thick in the air. The walls in this main room are all covered with small wooden drawers each of them bearing a little label hanging from a string on the handle of each of these little drawers. There are some luxurious looking pieces of furniture, a fainting couch, a fancy chair that's upholstered in a bright green velour. And she says, won't you have a seat, please? Yes, thank you, 
Are you cooking something? It smells delightful in here. Oh no, it's just the way the repository always smells. You said you had chocolate. Oh yes, what do you do in here? May I have the chocolate, please? Oh, yeah, the chocolate, right. Chocolate first, questions later. I retrieve the chocolate. You hand it to her and she opens the parcel. It's a little melty, but it will do. She breaks off a tiny square, and pops it in her mouth. Mmm, exquisite. Uh, now you had a question? Yes. Wendell, is it? Wendell the Wombat. It's wonderful finally meeting you. Um, do I hear the ticking? Oh, yes. You heard the ticking, you know, from 30 <laughs> feet away from the door. Okay. And can I tell where it's coming from in this room? Yes. It's coming from what appears to be a clock on the wall. I must say, I've been able to hear the ticking of that clock pretty much ever since I've landed on this island. I've become obsessed with it. Hmm. What is special about the clock? You must let me examine it. Well, let me tell you a little story, Wendell. Yes. Once upon a time, there was a wizard, a druid, a barbarian, and a ranger. They all went off together on a mission to destroy some monsters in a mine. Before they left, the druid had an idea. Everyone cut off a toe and put it in a box. Then... They left the town, leaving the box behind. They go off on their mission. Sure enough, things go poorly. The barbarian ranger and wizard are all killed. The druid barely escapes with her life, but true to her word, comes back to the box and over time resurrects the dead adventurers using only their toes. Welcome, as she gestures with her hand, to the repository. Are you... I know that doesn't uh, answer your question about the clock, but it does bear some meaning, and she puts her hand on your shoulder. The clock was given to me by an artificer as payment for my services. He made six trips into the mine and survived exactly none of them. Each time I raised my price, but he insisted. After his final resurrection, I hadn't seen him for a few years, and then one day he showed up with this. She points to the clock. He told me that his many deaths had given him an idea. To make a clock that tells you when you're going to die. He said if you begin to hear the clock ticking, your death approaches within the year. Occasionally others have mentioned they hear it ticking from afar, but she smiles. You're the first one I've actually explained it to. Thank you for the chocolate. Wait a minute. If I can hear the clock ticking, that means my death is approaching? Yes. It's been ticking for me for nearly a year. I suppose there's not much I can do about it. Well, how long do I have? What does it mean? I don't know. When did you first hear the clock ticking? Uh, just about a week ago, after I got here. Well, there's no way to know if it was ticking for you before you got here. But the clock is never wrong. My already short lifespan is probably going to be cut even shorter. This is horrible. How does the clock know this? I don't know. He never explained it to me. Well, if I give you one of my toes, can you resurrect me? I typically charge a fee for toe storage and then another fee upon resurrection. 1,000 gold to resurrect a soul. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, as I said... The clock has been ticking for me for almost a year, and my time, I fear, is almost up. Oh no, you're going to biff it too. You might not even be able to bring me back. What are you going to do with all your stuff? I suppose 
This building will go to auction, or perhaps it will be awarded to another adventurer who wanders into the mines like a hapless fool doing the bidding of the powers that be on Crow Island. This is... This is this is so much for me to take in. Uh, I have to I need to discuss this with my friends. Ed, can you help me? I've been desperately trying to learn how to bring things back myself from the dead. Are you a wizard, Wendell? Yes. Mm, I'm afraid there aren't very many options for wizards. I am a druid, and druids can learn the skills required to cast the magic of resurrection. Druids can? Wait a minute. My friend Clubhead is a bit of a druid, I think. Is he that machine mushroom thing? Yes. You know, I've been here a long time, and I've seen a lot of people and creatures come and go. I've never quite seen anything like him, except for one time when I was in the mines. You saw the the giant mushroom thing in the mines? We've heard about that. Oh, really? Well, I saw a mushroom thing in the mines. It was destroyed many, many, many years ago now. But the mines keep making more. Do you know what they are? Some sort of magical creation. It's like if you throw raw magic into a pool of primordial ooze, something will crawl out of it. Hmm. She takes another bite of her chocolate and savors it for a long time, closing her eyes. Hmm. It's been a long time since I've had chocolate, Wendell. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm I'm so glad that I found out what the ticking was. It was obviously far more important than I could have possibly realized. Hmm. Yes. Is there anything else I can help you with? Any other questions you have? Oh, can I have the clock? Um, sure. I can? I don't suppose I need it anymore. That way I'll be able to keep track of whether it's still ticking or not, and whether I'm still in danger. It's, it's a fairly large clock. It's going to be about a foot by a foot, so, you know, it's going to take up quite a bit of space in a pack. Wendell will probably just put it um, back, you know, next to his bed or something. I can't believe it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madam Schmoopy. You're welcome. Um, if you would like to cut off one of your toes, I can certainly store it for you. There's a chance you would die before I, so it's worth a go. It would be worth it, yes. Yes, I'll give you um, my smallest toe. Excellent. She pulls out a gold-handled dagger that looks to be perhaps silvered, and uh, she says, which toe, the little one on this left foot here? Yes. Will it hurt? She looks you in the eye as she prepares the knife, and she says, oh, yes, it will. And then she chops down on your toe and severs it. Ah! 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 Okay. Okay. You, you got it? She quickly wraps a bandage around your foot. Thank you. Thank you. And she says, that should do the trick. You take four points of damage as your toe is severed from your body. She goes over to the row of shelves. You notice there's easily over a hundred shelves lining the walls. And she pulls out a drawer and uh, she pops your toe into it. She writes something quickly on the tag, puts it on the little knob and closes the drawer. So now I'll tell my friends if I die, they should come back and talk to you. Yes, and, you know, if you die before I do, uh, bring a thousand gold. Oh, wow, that's a lot of gold. Luckily for me, I have a whole bunch, although it's not mine. You know, now that I think of it, perhaps you don't need to pay at all. I mean, 
not exactly going to be able to spend it. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, you know what? If you die before I do, your resurrection's on me. Oh, wow. But don't tell anyone that I did that. I won't. Because these fools, these fools will bother me and pester me day and night. I will tell no one. I don't want anyone to bother you. I will only tell my friends that this deal has happened just so they know to come to you. And they don't need to bring any pieces of you back from the mines. If that is where you're going to go, I find the whole venture to be foolhardy. But uh, let me ask you a question. I happened to hear the familiar sounds of a fanfare earlier in the town square. Did the latest round of fools come back from the mine? Yes, yes, Alphonse Derpaderp returned from the mine. His two companions were killed. He fought trolls and uh, one of those moldy robot beasts. She goes over to the wall of shelves and right to the left of your little drawer, where your toe is residing, she points, Oh yes, glory on glory seeker and Nikita Blade. They only paid for storage, so... I guess they're not being resurrected unless somebody pays me a thousand gold each. Oh, wow, they could be resurrected? Yes, they happened to stop by while I was open right after they arrived here and uh, paid me to store their toes. Alphonse Derpader wasn't with them, though, so oh, wow. I guess it's a good thing he came back. I'd, I wonder if who would, would pay for them to get resurrected if not themselves. It's a, a strange thing to do if they didn't make arrangements for it. Yeah, they may have had uh, a little bit too much to drink. Perhaps they didn't think it through all the way. Perhaps if they had their toes with them, they wouldn't have died. How do you figure? Well, they may have lost their balance. It's mm. an interesting point. Some people give me their fingers. Oh, really? Well, there have been a few over the years. Skull, the barbarian, he was a finger man. Sweet, Skull the Barbarian gave you a, a, a finger? Oh, he's given me all of his fingers. He's died very, oh, wow. very many deaths. I didn't know that. No wonder he's still alive, but his friend isn't. His friend that we found down in the pit. Who? Barnaby. Barnaby Miller. Oh, you, you found Barnaby's body? Yes, he was in a sinkhole. Oh, that's right. He was going to go off and examine the devil's millhopper, and then he never came back. Huh. I guess we know what happened to him. Who else's t toes or fingers do you have here? Well, I have a lot. Uh, probably over a hundred, you know. I haven't resurrected anyone in a, in a rather long time, though. How strange people would give you their fingers and toes, but not make arrangements to be resurrected. It is a bit strange, isn't it? Well, that's how I make my living, or have made my living. I'm resigned to the fact that I will just shuffle off this mortal coil and die of old age as I've always wanted to. Hmm. I'm not satisfied with that ending for myself. I imagine not. You're very young, you said. Yes. I have a limited lifespan as it is. So what are you going to do with your limited lifespan here on Crow Island? I'm searching for knowledge. Knowledge of how to bring people back, but in a different way than perhaps you do. As long as you're going to die already, I should suggest you go check out Maddox's tower. Many, many years ago, Maddox and I had a bit of a relationship, but uh, I cut it off. I couldn't tolerate him. He was so arrogant. He was always studying necromancy, talking about bringing the dead back to life. You dated Maddox? Uh, dated? Yeah. Yes, I guess. Was he a good kisser? No. Very tight-lipped. He was always thinking about other things. Magic, mostly. Ah, that's a shame. I haven't seen him in 
almost two decades. Almost the last time I saw his brother was about the last time I saw Maddox. But his tower continues to be built. I fear it's something nefarious. Oh, perhaps he has the dead serving him, building his tower. It could be. Hmm. It would be very dangerous to approach it. Several have tried and died. Madame Schmoopy takes another bite of the chocolate bar, and you notice that it's about half gone. I don't eat it all in one day. Savor it. Tomorrow is promised to no one, Wendell the Wombat. An interesting point. Unless I can come up with a way to make tomorrow my bitch. I like your outlook. I wish you and your friends the best of luck. It is late, and I would like to get a bit of sleep yet tonight. Yes, yes, thank you. I will take the clock. You've been more than generous. I I would extend the same courtesy to your friends, by the way, if they would like to procure one of their lesser-used digits. I'll store it here, and if you shall expire before I do, I would offer my services for free. That's extremely generous. I'm sure my friends would love to take you up on that. What time should we return for them to give you the digits? You could just drop them through the mail slot, label them, you know, and then drop them through the mail slot anytime you like, and I'll collect them up and put them where they need to be. Oh, yes, fair enough. We wouldn't wish to bother you again. I'll make sure they're labeled properly so you know who's who. I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to tell them apart. At least club heads will look different. Yes, that's true. It might be a bit moldy. Well, thank you, Madam Schmoopy. I've learned much from you. Delightful meeting you. Uh, I'm surprised that you were able to give me chocolate so fast. Oh, we worked very hard to make this happen. How did you do it? It's a complicated story, but let me tell you. I tell her the whole story. (laughs) She has a look of shock on her face. You know, Don Goose is one of those few souls on Crow Island who has made more than one trip into the mine and has survived each time. In fact, he didn't even take me up on my offer. I don't have any of his belongings here. Oh my. He's a tough one, and I, I fear we may have made him angry with us. Well then, I'm glad I've got your toe, Wendell the Wombat. That's right, I better get the toes of my friends real soon. <laughs> and that is episode 28 of the Valley of Green Gold. The gorgeous Phoenix Brigade rides again, part two of Long Live King Candy, created by and DM'd by our pal Nick, features the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, joined by Emery's very powerful character, Sam I Am. You can join us on Tuesday evening, August 29th, for the conclusion of Long Live King Candy. Details at RatedRPGPodcast.com. Thank you to Lord Deputy Fail and Duke's Turtle and Crow for supporting Rated RPG and providing rolls on the table of potentially decent random stuff. The latest find was a sack of gold coins from the Lord Deputy. It doesn't really belong to the party, but they have possession of it. If you want to see the table of potentially decent random stuff, it's in our blog at ratedrpgpodcast.com. Our Patreon supporters are the reason we're able to create the Valley of Green Gold the way we do. Thank you to Freckled One, Addict Sam, PJ Sherman, and Cass for supporting Rated RPG. Our honorary gorgeous Phoenix Brigade members make a huge difference for us. Ooglaset, Holly Summers, and Shane Loves Games. Thank you so much, and we're rooting for you, Shane. Finally, in other news, friends of Will Parker have given us a hand. It's Will Parker's hand, and they said that's all that's left of him after he was attacked by something on the road to the mines. We put that hand in the bucket of friends, and we'll get you resurrected soon. In the meantime, Sheriff Dandy Griffin has promised a full investigation. 
on behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.